So we are up to Daf Peyamid Beis, the bottom line. Hasur Shechalts Levintale Pasla. So we said that a Suris who doesn't have to do Chalitz or Yibam, if he does. If he does Yibam, if he lives with with this woman, she's Pasla Kuna because he's basically living with his sister in law, Shalabim Makamitzvah. Understood. So the Gemara says, Taimed de Balohu. The reason why the Mishnah says that she's Pasla Kahuna is because he lives with her. Let's say Let's say someone else lives with her. Meaning, let's say he's not the only brother. There are other people, there are other brothers that are healthy, so she's waiting to do Yibam. And someone else lives with her. Basically, a, a person lives with a woman who's waiting to do Yibam. The implication of the Mishnah is that she's not Pasla Kahuna. Right? It's a lav. But the implication of the Mishnah, the Mishnah is listing the times where she's Pasla Kahuna. It says that if, if the Sris lives with her, the implication is that if she's waiting to do Yibam with one of the brothers who's not a Sris and someone else lives with her, she's not Pasla Kahuna. I mean, you could, you could not be Medayik that way, but that's the Gemara's Diak. The Gemara says, okay, so fine. So if, if a Shemeris Yavam, a, a woman waiting to do Yibam, someone lives with her, she's not Pasla Kahuna. Okay, fine. No, what's the problem with that? The Gemara says, go to the next page, it's not like Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna holds that if a woman who's waiting to do Yibam lives with someone, she can't do Yibam anymore. Now, why would that be? Because he looks at it as like adultery. And he looks at a woman who's waiting to do Yibam, that Zika makes it as, it's mamish as if she's a married woman. So if she lives with someone, it's like committing adultery. That same rationale would tell you that if she lives with someone, she's Pasla Kahuna, right? If you're going to treat her like a married woman regarding adultery, then you're going to treat her like a married woman, she's Pasla Kahuna. So our Mishnah implies, it doesn't really imply that way, but that you could read in our Mishnah that if she lives with someone waiting to do Yibam, she's not Pasla Kahuna, that's not Rav Hamnuna Shita. So the Gemara answers... Don't be with Dayak that way. The Mishnah is just saying that if the Suris lives with her, she's Pasakuna, because the end of the Mishnah talks about someone living with an islandist. Meaning, the Mishnah is not getting involved a regular Yibam case where someone lives with a Shemeris Yavam. That's not the purpose of this Mishnah. Therefore, don't be Badayak either way. The Mishnah's point is that if a Suris lives with her, because he's not obligated to Yibam, she's Pasakuna. That's it. It's not meant to, to be medayik. What if someone else is it? That's not, not the purpose of the Mishnah. Therefore, don't be medayik that way. Okay. <clears throat> the end of the Mishnah said that an islandist who does not do Yibam, if someone does live with her, Pasakuna, again, it's, it's Yibam Shalai B'maka Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Taima de Balua, Haloi Balua Loi. The implication is that she's only Pasakuna if someone lives with her. If, if no one lives with her, she's not Pasakuna. Hey, Gavin. What time? What time you get back? Um, I think I was going to sleep at like one forty-five. Oh, that's not so bad. So the Gemara is the yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So the Gemara says the, the Gemara's implication: Why is an islandist pasul kahuna? She's pasul kahuna because someone lived with her, right? Because she did navera. Let's say she didn't do a navera. She's just the uh, the sin that she did is an islandist. She's not pasul kahuna. Why? She didn't do anything wrong. So the Gemara actually says this is Deloika Rav Yehuda. Deir Rav Yehuda, Amar Island is Zaynahi. If you remember, we had this, uh, this is um, 20 Dafim ago. We had this 20 Dafim ago that the, the Gemara gave six opinions as to what's the definition of a Zayna, that's Pasla Kuna. One of the opinions was an Islandist. So the, the, our Mishnah doesn't hold that way because our Mishnah said that she's Pasla Kuna because she lived with someone. The implication being, if she didn't sin, she would not be Pasla Kuna. So this is not like review because review the holds an islandess is naturally pasla kuna automatically even without sinning. Okay. Um, 
it happens to be today's daf Hashem is not, not not too difficult. Let's run through the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this: Sris Chama, which again, Sris Chama means someone who's born a Sris. If you're born a Sris, there's no Isser Dairaisa of he's not a Psuadaka. So there's no Isser Dairaisa of marrying a Sris Chama. So the Mishnah says Sris Chama because you're allowed to marry a Sris Chama Kayin Shenasabas Yisrael Machil Betruma. If a Sris Chama who's a Kayin marries a Bas Yisrael, she could eat Truma. The Gemara is even going to ask, like, yeah, it's pretty partial. Like, he's a man you can marry. There's no Isser. He's not a Ptsuadaka. Ptsuadaka is someone who became sterile, not someone who was born sterile. So he's just a, a Kayan who just can't have kids. And the halacha is that his wife could eat Truma. Okay, it's a standard uh, Psak. Fine. Then the Mishnah says, Rav Yosef, Rav Shimon, Oymim, Androgynous. Now we're going to d- define what's an Androgynous. Androgynous is someone who has both genitalia, male and female. So the question is, what is he? So most opinions of our Mishnah hold that he's a man. If an androgynous marries a woman, she could eat truma, meaning it's a full-fledged marriage because he's a man and she's a woman. And she could eat truma. Rav Yehuda Oimer, Tumtum shenikra v'nimtza zachar, layachleis minikush kasris, we've had this before, that if you have a tumtum, someone who's born cut with skin covering over that part of the body, and they have surgery to prove that he's a man, so although he's a man, but he's a sris. The Gemara's tradition is that a tumtum is a sris. So he doesn't do chalitza because he's a sris. And as we had yesterday's daf, machalik is tanoim, according to many tanoim, someone who's born a sris does not do chalitza. Okay, it's pretty uh, standard. And the last thing is that about androgynous, we said androgynous is a man. There's two more opinions that say he's a man. And the Gemara is going to try to figure out exactly what's the difference. Androgynous noisa, avalei nisa. Androgynous can marry a woman, but not a man. Meaning... If he's Mekadosh a woman, it's a Kedushin. But if a man is Mekadosh an Androgynous, it's not a, not a Kedushin because we assume he's a man. It's not, like, it's not like we're not sure. We assume he's a man. Okay. And we'll have to see how this is different than the first opinion. Androgynous is someone who, who has both. We don't. He has both oh, genitalia. Okay, got it. Then the mission is... Can I be like that for a minute? Go for it. The Androgynous, he, so assume he's a man, is, is it like a suffix if he has complete, like he has a uterus, he has all the... He has both, yeah. He has all the anatomy. He's got everything. Okay. He's got it all working. All the equipment. All working for him. So th- it's a Shaila of whether he's a man, he's a woman, or he's this new Bria. Okay. Those are the opinions in the Tanai, as we'll see. And Rav Eliezer Oymer, Androgynous Chayvon Olavski Lekizach, and Rav Eliezer says, an Androgynous is a man to the extent that if a man lives with him, He's going to get killed for homosexuality. Meaning, you know, we, we pass, and he's a, he's a man. He's a man. He's a man. They'll give the death penalty if uh, if a person lives an androgynous. A man lives an androgynous. Okay. So the Mishnah started off by saying that a sris chama, who you're allowed to marry, if he marries a woman, she could eat truma. So the Gemara says, "Pshita, yeah, pasha. He's he's a he's a kohen who she's allowed to marry. There's no issue. So why, why not?" So the Gemara says, "Mao the same Meaning, you might think that he, his wife can only eat truma if, if he could have children. If he can't have children, she can't eat truma. Come on, we've had this many times. As long as it's a marriage that's allowed, she could eat truma. Okay? All right, so basically, it's one quick sugya from here until the end of the daf. It's a very short. And it's like this We said that an androgynous who marries a woman, his wife could eat truma. Okay? The question is. There's two ways to perceive this. You could either say that Truma... The question is like this. Truma nowadays is only Darabonon. Truma in the times of Besamekdash was Deraisa. 
the truma that, that she's allowed to eat, is that bizman beis where it's deraisa, or is it bizman azeh, which is only derabonon? Meaning, in other words, you could look at it as an androgynous, is vaday a man, according to Rav Yossi, and his wife could eat truma biblically, and therefore she could eat truma deraisa derabonon, or no. Perhaps you could only eat truma bizman azeh, which is derabonon, because we're not sure what an androgynous is. And Suffolk Darabon and Lakula. But let's say, here, here's, the, here's the, real, the real kicker. Forget about Truma, because Truma was, is Darabona now, but was Daraisa. What about Kodshim? Can she eat part of the Shlomim? That's definitely Daraisa. That's the real Shiloh, how you look at Androgynous. Can Androgynous' wife eat the Shlomim? So th- that shows of how confident you are, meaning... You allow her to eat truma. The question is, is that because you pass in truma's darabanon, but kudshim, which is obviously deraisa, you'd say no? Or do you say no? Truma, even deraisa, hua din shlava. That, that's the shayla. That's the shayla gemara. What would we say about um, feeding her something that you have to be biblically married? Biblical mamish. As opposed to truma, which you could taina. It's truma's bezmanazeh, which is only darabanon. And we're not really sure whether or not is a man. It's a suffix. Okay, suffix, darabanon. I mean, that's the shayla. What would you say about a deraisa? Because, so, again, truma is a little more ambiguous because it changed over time. And we don't know when this was referring to. So the Gemara says like this. Amr Ishlakish. Machila betruma. Ve'ina machila bechazav shayk. Ishlakish says his wife can eat truma, but she can't eat shlamim. Why? Truma's darabanon. We'll allow his wife to eat a derabonon, but we won't allow her to eat shlomim, which is deraisa. That's Rish Lakish's take. Rav Yechanan Amar, af machila b'chazav shayk. Rav Yechanan says, no, she could even eat kodshim because he holds that it's deraisa. He holds truma's deraisa, and if you're allowed to eat truma, you could eat kodshim. The Gemara explains, Why is the Rish Lakish holds that Andrega's wife cannot eat shlomim? Deraisa. Because that's deraisa, and he's not confident that nandroigenes is a biblical marriage. But what about truma? So why are truma okay? Truma nami deraisa. Isn't also truma deraisa? The answer is, hachamai eskin, truma bizanazah derabona. We're talking about truma bizanazah after the churban, which is only derabona. Okay? Ava bizman, shebeis amikdash kaim. But what would Rish Lakish say about truma in the times of the beis amikdash? We would say, loy. We would say no. Meaning, Rish Lakish says, and when the Mishnah says, you can eat truma, it means bizanazah. So here's the shaila. So shouldn't it say that? So the Gemara says, Then in, instead, of, um, instead of the Brisa saying, instead of Rishlakish saying that you can't eat Kodshim, shouldn't Rishlakish just say, meaning Rishlakish is trying to tell you that he's only cool with the Rabban and not the Raisa. So he says, you can't eat Shlomim. Forget about that, just say, you can't eat Truma Bismana Beis Like, just tell us that. So he should say it outright. So the Gemara says, he should just say, Truma de Rice is a problem. So the answer is, that's what he meant. When he said, you're not allowed to eat Kodshim, he didn't mean Kodshim, he meant, you're not allowed to eat Truma Bizman Kodshim. I eat Truma de Rice. Okay. Rav Yechanan says no, because Rav Yechanan holds that Truma is deraisa. In which case, meaning not that Truma is deraisa, he agrees that Truma is not as derabon. But he says that when the Mishnah says you can eat Truma, it was talking about biblical Truma. In which case, who I didn't cut Okay. So, Amalei Rav Yechanan Rishlakish mi savet Truma bezmana zederabon. Rav Yechanan holds part of this machlekes is that Rav Yechanan holds that Truma bezmana zed is deraisa. 
nowadays is biblical. This is more of a side machloikis, which is interesting. I thought they were like Mishnayis about this. I clearly never learned these things well enough. Um, Rabbi Yechonon holds that Truma is biblical nowadays. Okay, one second, hold on. Um, yeah, I just want to see this. Tyson Rabbi Yechonon himself actually holds it nowadays. So. Okay, fine. Yeah, because Rabbi Yechonon is asking a kash on Rosh Lakish, and he's going to say, you hold it on blah, blah, blah. Everyone holds it on He's just saying that that you're saying that when the Mishnah says Truma, it means Truma de Rabbanon, what about the following Mishnah? Fine. So Rish Lakish, again, there's a machlaikis of what does the Mishnah mean when the Mishnah says that Androgynus' wife can eat Truma, is that Truma de Rabbanon or Truma de Raisa? Is it Truma bizman hazeh or Truma bizman bizmikdash kaim? Rish Lakish says it's Truma de Rabbanon, bizman hazeh. Rav Yechon says, no, it's Truma de Raisa. So the Gemara says like this: Rav Yechon and Amar, 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 Rav Yechon and Rish Lakish. Rav Yechon says to Rish Lakish, "Me sabr chuma bezman azed derabanan." So you think that when the Mishnah says chuma means nowadays, which is only derabanan, is that true? That chuma that the Mishnah's reference to chuma is nowadays derabanan? Amar lei in yeah yeah taka. What's the source that chuma nowadays is derabanan in the Mishnayos? That's the kasha because again. The Mishnah just says Truma, and Rish Lakish says it means the Bizman is a Durabanan. How do you know this? So he said, I'll prove it to you. Is it after the Chorban Bayashani? No, after the second Bayas. After the Chorban. Yeah, after the second. Second Chorban, yeah. So in. Shani Shaina Igulim Oila. This is his source. And I'll, I'll explain outside that we'll see it inside. It's very easy. Rish Lakish says, there's a Mishnah. Where is this? This is a Mishnah. Is a, is a Braisa. The Braisa says that if you have a cake of Truma, Truma cake of figs, fig cake of truma that gets mixed in with other tr- with other cakes. It's bottle. It's nullified. Right. One in a hundred. Okay, so he says it must be it's derabana. Why? Normally we're accustomed to everything being bottle b'shishim, but if you actually learn the laws of of taruvus. Exactly. The laws of Taruvis tell us that if something is Chashiv, and the definition of Chashiv we'll see in a moment, but if something is Chashiv, it's not bottle. Not at all. If something is super Chashiv, like if something is very expensive, it's not bottle. Now, cakes of figs are what we call Kol Shadarkalimanos, which means it's borderline Chashiv, borderline not Chashiv. It's in that gray area. Rish Lakish considers it Chashiv. So why is it bottle? If it's a chashiv item, it should not be bottled. It must be. It's derabana. So again, so you have this cakes of dates, uh, cakes of figs of, of truma, which the Braisa says is bottle. So Rish Lakish says, well, I consider it chashiv enough that it shouldn't be bottled. So why is it bottled? It must be derabana. And so Chazal weren't so strict. So he says, you see, truma bismanazeh, and the Mishnayis is derabana. What's Rav Yochanan's response? Rav Yochanan's response is, no, it's actually deraisa. So why is it bottle? Rav Yechon and Rish Lakish have a disagreement as to how chash of an item has to be for it to not be bottle. Rav Yechon holds it has to be eshadarkalimanais. Rish Lakish holds it kol shadarkalimanais. What I mean is like this: you have items in the times of the uh, in the times of the Beis Even nowadays, the times of the, of the Gemara, but even nowadays, there's basically two different ways you could purchase something. You could purchase something by weight or by itemizing it. Okay, if you buy something by weight, that's not chash I don't know, you go to like, uh, you get popcorn, it's in a thing, it's not like they itemize, you know, whatever, it's, it's not chashev. Something that's chashev is where you do the item, 
You walk into the store and you're like, I want three, you know, whole lamb shanks. Well, you itemize it, not just by weight, not just like a bucket. You itemize it. That's very chashiv. Rav Yechon and Rishlagish argue, what if you have an item that's sometimes by itemize, sometimes by weight? A cake of figs is one of those, where it's sometimes you'll say, just give me a bushel, just give me, give, me a, give me a box of them. Or sometimes you'll say, I'd like two. So it's what's called kol shedarkli manis. Eshedarka means it's exclusively itemized. Kol means it's sometimes itemized, sometimes not itemized. Rishlokish perceives that an item that's sometimes itemized, sometimes not itemized, is choshevach that it's not bottle. So why is this bottle? It must be chuma bismanes as derabonon. Rav Yochanan disagrees because Rav Yochanan holds, no, for an item to be so choshev that it's not bottle, it has to be exclusively itemized. Cakes of figs are not exclusively itemized. So the reason why it's not bottle is not because it's derabonon and deraisa. It's not bottle because it's not choshev enough. Rishlokish holds that if it's partially itemized, partially not itemized, meaning sometimes itemized, that's so chashev that it should not be bottle. So why is it bottle? Oh, it must be derabonon. And Chazal weren't so strict. Rav Yechanan responds to that, no, that I believe that it's Eshed Arkelimanis, which means for an item to be so chasha that it's not bottle, it has to be exclusively itemized, which this is not. That's where they're going back. So Rav Yechanan said to Rish Lakish, how do you know that in the Mishnayis, when it says Truma, it's Derabanan? Because he said, well, because there's a Brisa that says, Igel Igulim Oila, that a cake of Truma is bottle in other cakes. Why? It's chasha. It must be it's Derabanan. To that, Rav Yechon responds, Rav Yechon says, but wait a minute. In the next Amid, I'm going to quote you a Brisa that says a piece of steak, which is also partially chashiv, partially not so chashiv, is also bottle. So what do you tell me? And by the way, we're going to see, that's actually talking about a chatas, which is definitely deraisa. So your whole thing is that if it's partially itemized, partially not itemized, sometimes by weight, sometimes by itemized, that's so chasha that it should not be bottle. So why is a cake of figs bottle? It's darabana. So if you're like, no, because the next Ahmed, we're going to have the exact same case, but instead of a cake of truma, we're going to have a, a, a piece of chatas meat, which is daraisa. Chatas is definitely daraisa. So why is it bottle? So says because I'm right, which is that for an item to be so chasha that it's not bottle, it has to be exclusively itemized. But in a cake of figs or a steak, which is sometimes purchased by weight, sometimes purchased by the item, is not chashev enough. Rav Yishalakish felt that it is chashev enough, and the reason why it's not bottle is because Drabanon. Rav Yishalakish said, no, it's Daraisa. So why is it bottle? Because it's not chashev enough. They're arguing about what defines someone as being so chashev that it's not bottle. Rav Yishalakish has a more lenient view, in which case more items are, are, are chashev and not bottle, so therefore the reason why it's bottle is because it's derabanon. Rav Yechon says, no, even if it was deraisa, no proof. Truma, it could be Mishnayis is deraisa. So why, so why is it not bottle? Because he holds for it to be not bottle, he has a higher standard. Rav Yechon Amar, Amar lei, v'aloi anishani chaticha b'chadisayla, misavar kol shedark l'manashaninu, eshedark l'manashaninu. For an item to be chashev enough to not be bottle, it has to be es, exclusively, not sometimes. Now, this, so we have a machlaikis between Rebbech and Rishlokish for an item to be so chashev that it's not bottle. Is it kol shedark limanis, which means sometimes by weight, sometimes itemized, or s, exclusively itemized? Where is this coming from? So the truth is there's a Mishnah. We've had this Mishnah a few times already. We've had this Mishnah in Beya. Okay, the Mishnah says like this. Because it's listing items. This Mishnah is listing items that are so chashev that they're not bottle. By the way, 
we paskin a chaticha haroy l'skabed, which is a steak, a piece of meat that's so chashev that you would serve to a guest, not bottle. So, which is, it's not itemized. Correct. So we do paskin. And I believe, I always had this theory, I always had this theory, but I, should, I tried to check it up, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. It, just remind me, let me finish the Ahmed. It'll take me two minutes and I'll tell you the steak thing just because I, I think it's very negative. Just, just remind me. Let me just finish it. Up. So w- what's, the, what's the definition of something so chasha that is not bottle? So we have Rav Yechon Rishlokish, S and Kol. I got to tell you, there's no way Rav Yechon Rishlokish or Amaroyim are the first people, people to talk about this. The answer is they're not. They're having an argument in a Mishnah in, in Zvach, in Arla. Their machleik is a Mishnah. So let's see the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this. If someone had bundles of fenugreek, that were klayim. So fenugreek is, it's, it's a chashiv item. How chashiv? Machleik is if it's color S. Is it exclusively or partially? That's a machleikus. But fenugreek is considered a borderline chashiv item. That's of klein, so it's uh, it was planted near other species. So the halacha is yidluku. You have to burn them. You're not allowed to benefit from klein. Okay. It's also b'hano. Now nisarvu b'acherim. Let's say you have these bundles of fenugreek. Go to the next page. That got mixed up with other bundles of fenugreek. So you got one in uh, five hundred. Yeah. So what's the halacha? So it should be bottle. Yeah, but if it's chashev, it's not bottle. So it says our mayor kulan yidluku. You have to burn all of it, meaning it's not bottle. Again, bottle means that it's nullified. If it's chashev, it can't be nullified. And that's, by the way, that's the rationale behind it. Like, how could you have, right, we paskin that jello, something that's a gelatin that, that, that changes the structure of the item, is not bottle. Why? You have, a, you have a gelatin that you put in. Gelatin actually comes from pork. So you put in a gelatin into a soup that turns the entire soup into jello. But it was one in five hundred parts. You say that's more than sixty bottle bashishim. How can it be bottle for the entire structure? I see the difference. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like how do I, it's, nicker. it's nicker. How could it? It's the same thing with chashiv. Yeah, if it's so chashiv, it's kilo. You're looking at it. That's that's the point. You put two drops of like food dye in. Correct. Food dye also the same thing. Yeah, because it changes the color. You're right. So that's where Meir Shita. The Chum disagree. They actually say Yala Echem Masai, and they say no. Climb is bottle one in two hundred. They say, no, it's not chashav enough. We're going to see in a moment. The, the chum don't go by, itemizing is not enough. For them, there's just a list of six or seven items that are chashav. For them, it has to be incredibly expensive. I don't care the fact that you buy it by item, that's not enough. Rameh used to say, any item that you sometimes buy by itemize, sometimes buy by weight, that's chashav enough, which is fenugreek. This is Rish Lakish's version of Rameh, kol. Which means sometimes yes, sometimes not, is enough to be chashev and not bottle. The Chachamim say, no, in Makadish al Shishit Varim Bavad, the Chachamim say there are only six items that are chashev enough that is not bottle. What are those six items? Um, and Revkiva Oimer, Shiva, Revkiva adds a seventh. But what are these items? Eluhin, Aguze Perech, Perech nuts, Ramone Badan, Badan pomegranates, Chavye Stumai, sealed casks of wine, Chilfe Trodin, beet stalks, Kolche Kruv, cabbage stalks. Ladas Yavanis, a Greek gourd. Rav Yekiva Moisif, Avkikrishob Alabatim, Arun Arla, Arla, Harun Lakai, Kayakaram. Rav Yekiva adds homemade loaves of bread. 
Okay, so those are the six items. So our mayor is the one who says that it's not bottle if it's sometimes bought by item, and it was kol shedark limonis, which is Rish Lakish's version. Rav Yechonon said to him, Eshedark limonis sheninu. Rav Yechonon said, no, it's S. It has to be exclusively bought. Rish Lakish, kol shedark limonis sheninu. Rav Yechonon, what's the gear said, Rav Meir? Okay, let's finish up the daf. The Gemara continues. Ma'ichaticha. So Rav Yechonon said before that that he holds that it's not deraisa derabona, meaning Rishlokish, who held which means something that's partially bought by item, partially bought by weight. Sometimes, yes, sometimes not, is chashav enough and it's not bottle. So why is it that the cake of figs is bottle? It's derabona. Rav Yechen said, no, 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 no. Even if it was deraisa, it's bottle, because it's not chashav enough, because he holds eshedark limanish. Hey, I'll prove it to you, because he says, I have a braisa, that said the exact same halacha, but instead of truma, which could be derabon and could be deraisa, I have the same thing about a, a piece of steak. What was this brace that he's referring to? Let's see it inside. My chaticha detanya. Chaticha shel chatas temeya. You have a piece of a chatas, of a carbon, that became tame. That is a big fat isa deraisa. There is no chance that that's derabon. So it's a piece of steak. Shinasarva bimeya chaticha shel chatas tahiris. That got mixed in with one in a hundred pieces of tahar chatas. So. Or instead of a piece of chatos, you have a loaf of the lechem aponim that got mixed in, that was, became tame, that got mixed in with a hundred tahar. Rav Yudah says it's not bottle. I'm sorry, I skipped the line. The Tanakama says that it's bottle. Rav Yudah says loisala, it's not bottle. Now, over here, so why is it bottle, by the way? According to Rav Yechon, it makes sense. The reason why it's bottle is because these items are sometimes bought by weight, sometimes not bought by weight. They're not chashiv enough, therefore they're bottle, even though they're deraisa. The kash is going to be rishlokish, because rishlokish holds that if it's partially bought by weight, partially not bought by weight, sometimes yes, sometimes not, it's chashiv, it's not bottle. These are sometimes yes, sometimes not. These are deraisa, so why exactly is it bottle? That, you understand the kash, we're going to have to get to that in a minute. Rav Yehuda Aymer Loisal, Rav Yehuda says it's not bottle. Uh, by the way, the reason why Rav Yehuda says it's not bottle is Rav Yehuda Shita in Kol Terakula is Min B'mina Loi Bottle, which is that if you have two like items that are the same, they look the same, they taste the same, just one's Aser, one's Mutter, it's not bottle. We do not pass him like that. I'll give you an example. You have a, a steak that's kosher, that gets mixed, uh, that uh, if 150, uh, uh, 100 kosher steaks, and you have a nevela steak, so it's the same beef, it just wasn't shechted properly, it looks the same, it tastes the same, it gets mixed in. We are incredibly lenient. We say that it's bottle right away, it's one and two, it's bottle, because, meaning biblically, because it's not a real mixture, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's such a mixture, it's like gone right away. Rav Yehuda has the exact opposite take, he says no, when they're the same items, they're never bottle, because they're never a mixture. Like Rav Yehuda holds that for it to be bottle, you need one to subsume the other. Like, milk in a chulant. Like, the milk is gone, but when you have the same like items, it's not bottle. So these are these are like items, which is chatas and chatas, one's tameh, one's tahar. So Rav Yehuda is not bottle, but the Tanakamals is bottle, because Rav Yehuda is correct, seemingly, that for it to be chashiv enough to not be bottle, it has to be exclusively bought by, by, by itemized, as opposed to partially yes, partially not. The b'risa then continues, though, 
Chaticha shall chatas tahira, shinisar me chaticha shall chul in tahiris, chimprus shalachim upon tahiris, shinisar me prusa shalachim tahiris, divrakolisal. Now, the first case was that you had a piece of chatas that was tome, got mixed in with a hundred piece of chatases that were tahor. That's a machloikis, whether it's bottle. But the end of the brace is instead of tame and tahar, let's say you just have a regular piece of chatas, tahar, that got mixed in with a hundred pieces of pieces of meat, non chatas. So you got chatas and non chatas, everyone agrees not bottle. Why would that be? No, but, but the first case we have tahar chatas and tame chatas, Tanakama says bottle. Tahar chatas and beef from supermarket, not bottle. It's a problem. Why would that be? So it's a Shaila and the Rishainim. Rashi's approach is the first case where it's Tahar and Tame, there's no market value. What do you do if you have um, a piece of Chatas that's Tame that gets mixed in with Tahar Chatas? You either burn it or it's bottle. There's no, like, it's not like you could be like, I can't eat it, but you could eat it. No one could eat it. But in the second case where you have Tahar Chatas that got mixed in with 100 steaks, it has a market value because you could sell it to any kayan. There's nothing wrong here. It's chatas, which Kahanam could eat. They got mixed in with wasam and meat. So I can't eat it, and no one in this room can eat it, but Kahanam could eat it, so it has a market value. So yeah, it, you can't sell it for the same price you could sell regular beef because the market is much smaller, but, but you could still, it still has a market value. Therefore, we don't need you to be makel. Why should we be lenient and say that it's bottle when you could still sell it for a profit? Maybe you'll make less money, but because you could still sell it, you know, yeah, but yeah, but you know, I know, but but no, but my point is, you can give it, you can you can, without it being nullified, like without us going through the process of nullification, we could say, listen, let's just don't, don't be nullified, so treat it as a chatas meat. So what must do with it? Sell to Kahana. You could still do it with, yeah, you won't make as much money, but you'll make something. So because you could still make something, we're not going to be lenient. Fine. Here's the Gemara's casual end with this. Ketani mi resha sala. Again, Rav Yoichan Reish argue about a scenario where an item is sometimes bought by item, sometimes bought by weight. Is it bottle? Rav Yoichan says yes. Reish says no. What was the first case? The first case of the Brisa was you had a piece of chatas meat that was tame that got mixed in with a hundred pieces of chatases that were tahar. The Brisa says bottle. It's gone. Now that's an example of something that's sometimes bought by weight, sometimes not bought by weight, and it's bottle. That's Rav Yochanan. Rish Lakish disagrees. Rish Lakish holds that if it's sometimes bought by weight, sometimes not bought by weight, it is not bottle. So this brisa, which says bottle, is not like Rish Lakish. Because again, according to Rav Yochanan, you need the manas. It means it has to be exclusively bought by, bought by itemized for it to not be bottle. But if it's sometimes yes, sometimes not, that's not chashiv, it's bottle. That's this brisa. Rish Lakish says no, even if it's sometimes yes, sometimes not, it, it, it's not bottle, it's chashiv. So why over here is it bottle? So the Gemara says, The case of the first case where the meat, uh, where the meat, the uh, chatas uh, fell in and it's bottle. So he said, why is it bottle? It's sometimes bought by item, it's chashiv. The answer is the cases where it became liquid. Nimucha. I don't know if it putrefied, I, I, I'm assuming you blended it. You made a, moots, a meat smoothie. So even Rish Lakish, who holds that an item that's sometimes bought by bought by weight or sometimes bought by by itemized is chashiv, once you make a smoothie out of it, it's definitely not chashiv. I, I just want to see if Arsko says that it became putrefied or nimucha dissolved. 
Okay, it dissolved. Meaning, once it dissolves, it's definitely not chashim anymore. Yeah, lukuliyam, it's not chashim anymore. So the meat you had, instead of us thinking of a piece of meat within a hundred pieces of meat, you you just have a meat smoothie. So okay, so because it's a meat smoothie, it's definitely not chashim. The Gemara ends with this. Ihachim, my time with the Rabbi. So why is Rabbi Yehuda? What's Rabbi Yehuda's take? Rabbi Yehuda says, Nah, nah, it's not bottle. If you're telling me that it's a meat smoothie, why is it not bottle? The answer is Rabbi Yehuda told me that min b'minu bottle. The answer is, Rav Yehuda holds min b'minu bottle. When you have two like items, meaning in this case, meat smoothie from achatos, meat smoothie from wasamins, when you have two like items, it's uh, it's not bottle. Uh, but that, that's the point. So therefore, it's not related to the shaila of Reich and Lakish of S or Kol, because we're talking about a case where it dissolved. Which is very, very bekitzer. We paskin that if you have a piece of steak that you could serve to a guest, it's not bottle. What happens if you have um, a whole chicken, which is raw? So you can't serve it to a guest right now, but you could prepare it and then serve it to a guest. Is it chashev enough? Or do we say, no, it's only chashev if it's ready to serve to a guest. I believe, I've always had this theory, I don't know if I'm right, but when Munsi, when they had that whole thing, that whole scandal in Munsi, I always felt that that machloikas would be the key machloikas to figure out whether you have to kasha your kalim. Because what happened? In the supermarket, you walked into a supermarket like Wasserman's, they had 10 chickens in front of you on the counter. Eight of them were kosher, but this guy was packaging a couple non-kosher, putting it in. It wasn't the majority non-kosher, it was the minority misdama. So you'll say, okay, it should be bottle, right? It's, it's, it should be bottle, one and two, on the rack, it should be bottle. But if you hold... That something that's so chashiv is not bottle, a whole chicken that's raw is not a bottle, then it's not bottle. Then when you take it home, you'd have to kasha your caleb. That's what I would assume. Meaning, Again, are you, are you it's a theory of mine. Because there, because, because there was a the ratio.